0: You're nobody.
1: Save it for the podcast. Yeah. Crystal, bring us we in.
0: We don't cut anything here. Raw, uncut the Willetta effect. Ready,
1: Freddy? We should also disclaimer at the beginning of the episode that it's going to be a, a bilingual episode.
0: A Spanglish? spanglish. Rosetta Stone. Welcome back to the Willetta effect podcast, guys. We have made it. I hope I get it right episode 18 uh before we jump into this episode don't forget she's fully grown yes 18. 18 legal she's legal I think we got the perfect guest to say stuff like that. Thanks. Mm. She's legal. That talk was legal. legal.
2: Uh, <laughs> is that the voice you guys are talking about?
1: And so is everyone in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Moving on. Before we get too into it, don't forget to rate, subscribe, comment, tell a friend, tell your mom, your brother, your sister, somebody about this podcast. Because fun fact, I found out that a lot of people only make it to episode seven. And we're way past that. So we have some to say. That being said... Um, today's guest is um, Jessica's guest, you know our sound producer who's quiet, you don't really hear anything about her, um, like Luis said, disclaimer, it's going to be a Spanglish, English, Spanish, I don't know what kind of, there ya. goes that, ja. alright I'm going to shut up, I'm going to transfer, send this podcast over to Jess and she's going to do an introduction.
3: Un minuto de silencio. No, Emilina, muchísimas gracias por venir. En serio, te estuve, estuve molestando a Cristal desde que empezamos a hacer esto para que vinieras y me dieron la oportunidad y ahora se supone que tengo que hacer un buen trabajo. Así que, por favor, ayúdame.
2: No, pues gracias. Like, honestly, thank you guys for taking the time of inviting me over and bringing me into your space. Um, We're already completely comfortable. Appreciate the food. And uh, yeah, I mean, let's do it. Ask me any questions you guys want to know. What's Before we on? jump
0: into it, sorry, yeah. I'm going to ask didn't mean in trouble. I got too excited. No. La me dice que lo empiece yo y
3: luego. Well, because I want, I
0: want, look, I want people to know, if you guys like what you hear today, um, let's get that handle going.
2: Okay, that yeah, absolutely. don't have
0: to wait to end the episode
2: for people yeah. to
0: know where to follow you.
2: Yeah, follow us at Baja Roots, B-A-J-A-R-O-O-T-S-A-Z on Instagram, Twitter. Or on Facebook. We got TikTok, trying to get into that whole trend. Yeah, they got TikTok. Yeah, we're trying to get into that, you know, trying to figure it, it, it out, trying to see that whole, uh, just learn a different aspect of marketing, completely a different aspect. So, but yeah, like I said, Baja Roots AZ. Um, and uh, you can find our hours, our locations. We do push Mexican street food. My food is rooted from Tijuana. I was raised in Tijuana, so I bring in that authentic street flair um, into the downtown Phoenix scene. I'm out there right now, six days out of the week, but you can find a station outside of Cobra Thursday through Sunday from 8 p.m. to 2 a.m. I've had so your talk. We got that I late. I don't think I have, but you
3: said yeah. Cobra. I'm like, I've absolutely had yeah, your talk. Yeah, we're that
2: late night, munchy, munchy spot. So it's it's pretty it's pretty nice. I like it. I enjoy it.
3: And not solo that, también ahí en tus redes sociales es cuando publicas cuál es El menú secreto que tienes durante el Si, sí,
2: es cierto. Sí. Um, I, I definitely do mm-hmm. enjoy doing things outside of my normal menu and just bringing different items for my followers. So it's, like, if you're on my social platforms on any of them, you can definitely tap into any of our secret items that we have going Ooh, on for the like day. like that
0: in-and-out type stuff.
2: Yeah, so we'll do, like, from dessert onto the menu, onto, um, you know, just quick little snacks, pastries, drinks. Um, we'll, like, elevate our, our menu. Like I was telling you guys a minute ago, I'm, I'm working on a new recipe, so we're probably going to be infusing a new uh, item into the menu just as a selective invite only just to come and give it a try. Um, but... Yeah, my main base right now there outside of the truck is going to be tacos, quesadillas, vampiros. Um, I jumped onto that birria ramen. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with oh, that, birria that birria easy. ramen. You know that
0: Instagram stuff that you just kind of see? It's, like, popular. I saw I, so Jessica and I went to downtown Phoenix the other day, mm-hmm. and she's like, let's just go hit up her, her truck real quick. And I was like, cool, she's going to be on the podcast. And I told Lee that was the first thing that caught my eye. I was like, dang, that's like that that social media meal it's it's
2: a big trend and it's a huge trend and that's something that i honestly jumped into just uh to take advantage of a moment i was like you know what these are gonna be your business marketing moments i jumped on it for a hot sec was not expecting it to necessarily peak as big as it did you know i mean yeah it's huge in la it's huge on the on the west coast um so it finally made it out here and You know, it's just everybody wants that. Just a little peek of that social media lifestyle. And it's just like, all right, I mean, we'll throw it on there. We've been pushing it out for a year. Um, There's several people out here I know that are pushing it. So it's uh, to me, and that's why going back down when he's like, oh, it's competition. It's not necessarily ever competition to me. And that's when I Mm -hmm. tell people we're collaborating. I mean, if you're you're selling a cross for me and you're selling Mexican food or just generally any authenticity, ethnic food of your culture, you're winning, we're winning, mm-hmm. we're winning. We're people of color and we're winning. Like you're, you're pushing your heritage to me and that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Teach me, show me. So it's never, never, never to me a competition. Yeah. So when it's like, oh, there's people down the street doing ramen, there's people over here. That's dope. We all have mm-hmm. a different flavor. We all have a different palette and I'm cooking for my palette, you know what I mean? And if it just happens to be that you like it, that's yeah. what's up, I, you know what I mean? I, I got you to, to taste what I'm cooking, mm-hmm. to taste what I'm feeling. And that's already a, a one step up for me. Yeah. At the end of the day.
3: Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah.
2: No, I mean it lo que yo miro, yo antes de esto I I did social work for seven years. Oh, really? So like cooking, owning a taco business was never on my agenda. Ever did I ever think like this is What I want to do, this is something I want to jump into. Were you you always into cooking? Yeah, yeah, I was going to say that. I enjoyed eating. (laughs) I enjoyed eating, and I learned to love to cook. I learned the love and the passion behind cooking. Um, But I was able to find love into food by being exposed, like, as a kid for many years. That's why I'm like, I was raised in Tijuana, because, yeah, we lived here, but every summer, as far as I can remember, going back, like, Shit, maybe eight years old till 16 17 every summer back home you're going back you're going back so just going out there and getting to discover street food street cuisine getting to taste it getting to just explore my roots you know what i mean it just kind of gave me that opportunity to identify um, where i was coming from and then kind of try to figure out why why my culture, my history, my family, my, you know, um, my mom's culture and cuisine never necessarily made it to the United States for me to learn. Mm-hmm. You know, my mom was young coming out here, so she kind of had to adapt to that American lifestyle to blend in and to kind of be accepted as an undocumented immigrant and all this. So it's like learning to cook, she got into that whole Tex-Mex Southwestern. Just using the ingredients that are provided for us here you know yeah so it's like um now and that's i feel like that's where i definitely throw myself into with my food it's like i want to bring that back i want to bring what
1: actual authentic food
2: right that that gap that our parents kind of had a mute just Mm -hmm. to blend in you know because i i know i'm not the only one there's a lot a lot of friends that and you know family members that i'm like yo like why are you eating canned beans (laughs) like why are we eating canned beans yeah it's just a matter of just dropping them overnight, putting them in the stove on oh, yeah. <laughs> and we're done. Guys like but we've adapted to blend in. We've adapted to be accepted into the society that's being provided to us right now and it just it just seems easier, which it is. In the long run it is easier, but you lose touch. You lose touch of like I said your your your, your history, your your ancestors just something so basic, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's just like definitely that's why I'm like Falling into what I've fallen into and learning when it comes down to cooking, it has a lot to do with my career in social work. Understanding the necessity of food, just not just experiencing food, but the necessity of having food.
3: Mm-hmm. ¿Por cuánto you know? tiempo hiciste en lo otro?
2: Uh, por siete años, sí, por siete años, seven
3: years. Yo me acuerdo que cuando yo te conocí fue una de las primeras conversaciones que, que tuvimos y es algo que yo personalmente admiro muchísimo de ti, como teniendo una profesión o una carrera estable, te llevó a decir, sabes que quiero intentar hacer algo nuevo y salir de tu zona de conforto, porque para mí eso requiere huevos, no cualquiera lo hace, no cualquiera está dispuesto a ponerle el tiempo, las horas y salir de lo que es cómodo para ti por intentar algo nuevo sin saber si va a funcionar y tú tomaste ese paso.
2: Um. Yeah, no, sí, era muy difícil, muy difícil en tomar la decisión y tomar los pasos, pero llegó un momento en mi vida que por siete años trabajé 24 horas, siete días a la semana. My phone was on taking care of and being responsible for other people, being selfless and, you know, just giving back all the time. So it definitely came to a point in my life where I was no longer growing in that place in that company and i got into a point where i was able to manage to cope my trauma with the trauma of of youth you know and then to see the troubles that the youth were going through and be like i identify i've been there but i'm here you know i've I've been able to survive every obstacle that has been thrown so if i'm already at a place where growth is no longer at my reach. I, I don't know. I just I, I, I came to identify, como te digo, con los niños comiendo, knowing that I had a lot of those kids coming and didn't even have running water sometimes. And I think we've talked about that before, you know. And it's just like, what do you mean? You know. Or I I remember one time a kid asking me, Las manzanas crecen en el árbol, and I'm like, what the hell? Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, mm. they do.
2: Like yeah. An apple on a tree? Absolutely. Yes. You know, so I took the time to get them, the company to move and give us a tree orchids just to teach these kids, here's an apple because we forget. We simply forget about those, you know, and and you have kids that don't even go to the grocery store or sometimes don't even get to step outside of their house because they're beyond neglected. You know, and getting to sit down and 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 understand them, it all came down to me being able to cook them food. It came down to me being able to like, what do you remember of home? Okay, let's figure it out. Teach me. It tasted like shit sometimes, like fuck. <laughs> but it, it was what they remembered. You know what I mean? And it was like, all right, we'll accept it. So now let me show you the way I do it, and maybe we can do it a little differently. I didn't know how to cook. I knew how to eat. And I knew good food. Luckily, I have, you know, like my dad, he's a great, amazing cook. So kind of just remembering the way he did things. You know, I have two uncles that are, are were chefs in Vegas, you know, so they have history in the culinary. So it kind of just, I was like, you know what? it's in my roots. It's in my roots. It's legitimately in my roots. It's just learning how to, I guess, wake it up and discover it and just let it spark. So yeah, that's I mean, realistically, I started doing that and then uh it was a lot easier. My career was a lot easier. For 5 years, I think it just smooth 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 with the kids. You know, being able to like I said, identify, teaching them, then I I learned more, I feel like, than they t- learned from me, like realistically so much more. So it's um it it, it was a, it was a tough decision. It was. But I don't regret it. I I don't Um, because still to this day, like, even the kids that I was um, there for at that time frame, they still reach out to me. You know, I I have a few of them that they've come up to my taco truck to eat, and I look at them like, damn, you guys are 21 already. Fuck, I'm old, you know, but (laughs) they're out, you know, they're there, and they come back. So that's when I realized that my transition in careers, I don't regret it.
3: Mm -hmm. I don't. Otra de las cosas que a mí siempre me llamó la atención fue el cómo lo empezaste. Yo me acuerdo que tú me dijiste que creo que en ese momento no tenías en, en qué transportarte. Y quizás mm-hmm. mm-hmm. la troca de tu papá. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Can um, I interrupt? Yeah, real? absolutely. Just because I want
3: to translate
0: that for our people. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jess was just kind of commenting what uh, she really likes is like how the whole beginning for her started because... As I was saying earlier, like, Jess and I did go to downtown Phoenix, and I swear to God, you guys, she had, like, what, herself and, like, maybe two, three other employees. There was probably, like, a hundred, like, 50 to 75, possibly a hundred people waiting in line. So, I mean, it says something about her food, but back to Jess's question, how she was saying of how this all started for you.
2: Well, when the whole career change was happening, um, I was basically gave an ultimatum, you know, at my job because um, how the business even really flourished and took a jump was I was invited or asked to help just cook food for a funeral service just as a friend. Like, hey, I need, like, they did had no idea what I was doing, that I was trying to jump into a business or anything like that. They were just in a situation, like, we need someone to help us just serve the food and cook the food. Do you have any ideas? And I was like, you know what? Let's just do something quick, a little carne asada, some chicken, pollo asado, frijol, arroz, and just a quick little plate, just something cheap and easy. And people just really enjoyed it, the people at the service, and that's, I, I, honestly, that's where it jumped. Um, People started asking, like, is this what you do? You know, we're looking for this, we're looking for that. So I was just like, I can, sure, yes, I, it I mean, I yeah, absolutely. I I, right, this is a part-time job, let's do it. <laughs> so I did, I took it in, and I started working little by little, you know, um, within the community. I was lucky enough to meet a few of my buddies here in the downtown scene, you know, art scene that took me underneath their wing and brought me into underground events. So just kind of putting my name out there um, and pushing what I was doing got me to that point where I had to make a choice mm-hmm. either Continuing my career or jumping into a completely new and seeing where it goes avenue and seeing yeah just taking a risk. But when that ultimatum it was given by my old boss by the CEO like of the company he's like I want you here but I need you to pick me or your company was it
0: like oh, wow. where the food side hustle was starting to interfere with your job or he was they like, What's felt it
2: work? did. I don't think it necessarily did. I think it was more of the fear that he was losing such a good work ethic employee that he was so afraid of allowing my business to grow that it was easier to intimidate me by the position that I was at or how he, you know, took care of us financially, you know. But it came to a point where I was like, from a business person to a business person, I'm out. Like, I'm out. Yeah. You're telling me that I can can't continue to grow is like me telling you that you shouldn't continue to grow either. Like I'm out. Like I, like it. It, it was a hard decision. It really was. You know, I was what at the time twenty six, twenty seven, making about sixty thousand dollars a year. You know, so I mean, it's now that I look at it, it ain't shit. But at the time, I'm like, yo. I, I'm I I finished my career. I'm making good money. I got. You know, I'm taking care of all my responsibilities. I'm a grown-ass adult. Our parents, you know, want to call it. I was like, I'm good. I, I'm, I'm, I'm set up. I set up the way my parents want me to be set up. Mm-hmm. I'm good. So when I did finally make the choice of doing all that, I was just getting out of an 11-year relationship as well. So it was just like a very heavy transition, you know. So it was just kind of like at this point, I'm in a place where I just got to rip the bandage.
0: We got to do the whole thing. Wow.
2: Everything has to happen. So, as soon as I made that choice of making it happen, within that same time, I, you know, going through so much stress and so much depression, just your mind going everywhere, so much change happening, you know. I ended up getting T boned and uh, got, ended up getting rear ended in the freeway, like not T boned, I'm sorry, just rear ended in the freeway and got smashed between two vehicles. So, I lost my car. You know, I had just left the job, like, Literally two weeks prior to that, I had uh, split up with my ex, like not even a month prior to that. So it was just like, boom, boom, boom. And it's just like, I just made this choice. And I have completely, I guess I felt like I had lost complete control of everything I had lined up for myself, you know. But I don't know. I don't know. I, I just guess I wanted a taste of something new. And I was like, fuck this, I'm taking it. Like, I'm gonna do what I have to do. Like, I have to figure it out. And yeah, I was borrowing everybody's cars for at least, shit, I wanna say six, seven months. Like, I got into so many arguments with my dad and my mom about like, yo, we can't do this. We can't continue lending you the car. Cause I would take the car to go do gigs, you know what I mean? And I would take yeah. the car from like, hey, I need it. Cause I need to start prepping at like so-and-so and hey, I will bring it back to you like at 6 a.m. before where you have to you, go to work were at 6.30. Where during all yeah. that? Uh, I was when all of that was happening. I was cooking out of my kitchen, mm-hmm. doing small catering, just very small pop-ups. And when I was at the old location when I worked for Sunshine, that was the name of the company. They had a kitchen that that's where I started uh, putting my hands in, involved mm-hmm. in their kitchen as well. So I utilized all of that, you know. But it, it was it was to a point where it, it just became really hard. So I made the choice to start now cooking. Out, out there in public, like, and that's honestly what got more attention, is me getting there, and letting people see from my prep to my. Letting breakdown. them
1: smell the carnassada. Oh yeah. Well,
3: yeah, oh yeah. yeah. And, and oh yeah,
2: no, oh yeah, and, and it helps honestly, and and, and then it, it came to a point where it clicked, like it, like it really clicked, cause I was like, yo, this is, the way I need to do shit. This is the way that it needs to go, because this is what I remember going, pulling into Tijuana, and the first thing you smell, like you said, uh-huh. yeah, ¿sí? los tacos.
3: Yeah.
2: And what do you want to do? A los tacos. Vamos a aunque sea más un taco, comas uno. But that's the best part. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. That's the best part. And that's, that's realistically the vision that I try to push for so many years, like that, with this business, and I want to continue to do is, you don't need no luxury to have good food and we I feel like once we've gotten here like cause I've been guilty I've been guilty of pulling up to a nice expensive restaurant and be like hell yeah I just ate and dropped like $300 and it's just like then I'm like
3: está
2: no you know you're just like damn or pull up and be like oh vamos a comer unos tacos and you get and the tacos are shitty they're gourmet tacos like you know I what hate I mean?
0: gourmet tacos. Me to mean, too. I hate cositas. gourmet Mexican. Yeah. And, and the taco stands, yes. yeah,
2: yeah. They're, they're to me. I'm just like, no. That's why con, con like with my food, it's a simple. Cilantro, cebolla, just as simple right. as this. Yeah. Cilantro, cebolla, y una salsa buena. As long as you're marinating your meat good, una tortilla. Like it's just literally anywhere between five to six good ingredients that you yeah. need on it. Nothing more. That's you don't it. need an elevated but microgreens. You don't need a fucking it, I don't like know, your just
0: purples, your dashes goat of like... Goat cheese on your yeah, fucking like,
2: cherry steak. These
0: are good. Don't get me wrong. Like when I go to uh, more upscale, whatever, they try to do their own like little American whatever twist. I'm just kind of like, these are good, but I'm just like, it's just not the taste, the flavor that I'm looking. That I Absolutely. That they're, not saying they're supposed to taste like, but they're supposed but to But it's because the
2: flavor I feel like we all run to is, like I said, it's it's that. At first time you had your street authentic yeah. tacos, whether it was in Mexico or whether it was in what we like to call here little Mexico's around Phoenix, like yeah. you f- could find that you can find a really really good taco, but it's really hard Not to find. It's hard to yeah. really find. You know what I mean? So it's just like, I don't know. It it in and, and it's just to me like having it set up outside, it's so much uh, nostalgic to me. It's like, I want to see people eating, standing around. Yeah. I want to be like, no, vamos a comer unos tacos antes de irlos. It's just, I don't know, that's just the way I envision people eating tacos, because I experienced it that way, you know. Yeah. But.
0: I My, my boyfriend, Todd, I'm not sure, if, did you meet him? when Yeah. You yeah, yeah. It's so funny, because he's like, um, even when I first met him, so Somehow, we were just talking about tacos, and then I, th- I think I said, like, oh, well, let's just go get vaqueros. It's just, like, Mexican food right here. He's like, yeah, but that's not, like, authentic. And I was like, like, he was right. He but knows. in my head, I'm like, how do you, how do you know that? He's like, no, 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 tacos no that's is like. love language, man. He's like, no, 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 like, that, I want, like, real tacos. Like, you know, the, the small tortillas and the stuff. He's like, they put too much stuff on the filibertos and things like that. And I was like, oh, my god, like, you're the one. Yeah, I'm proud <laughs> like, of You're it. the one. <laughs> yeah, but even, like, I don't know. Some people, like you were saying earlier, like, that gap of, like, our parents and, like, what we've been used to here. Like, I I'm guarantee you there are people here Kids who have probably only ever had canned ta- bean tacos. Or I'm sorry, beans. And it's just like you said, like, but I, my grandma would make them from scratch, and it's just kind of like, that's not how it's supposed to taste. Like, you know what I mean? It's like that simple thing, but some people have never even had those authentic beans.
2: No, and it, and it and it and it's uh. It's hard, and, like, especially me when I'm working downtown with such a high, um, diverse uh, group of people, especially uh, even more so now that we have all these uh, Midwestern students coming in for ASU. Like, I get, like, I get a lot of requests for sour cream or ranch, even down to barbecue one time, and I'm like, wait a minute. What? Like, wait a Mixed minute. Cheese and sour cream, like, shredded iceberg. Donde mi
3: you yeah, know, I, sour cream. Yeah. They want, want tacos lettuce. weird. Yeah.
2: All of that. And I'm just like, yo, like, this is like, we're not pushing Taco Bell tacos. Like, but yeah. that's what they see. I that's what to. they think. You know what I mean? And I know some of them get offended, but I'm just like, you know, I'm not selling. And I, and I want people to know that, like, I'm not selling Tex-Mex. I'm not selling Sonoran-style tacos. I'm not selling, you know, your uh, Navajo-style tacos. I'm not any of those. Like, this is authentic street Tijuana-style tacos. Yeah. Even you. I You said Chihuahua, and that's what I tell people. That's a Chihuahua-style taco. Everybody has their own style, and everything's different. We get people that come up, oh, tacos de harina. Okay, w- we can definitely do those. There's some parts of Tijuana that definitely carries that. But that's a Sonoran style taco yeah. you know what I mean so it's like everything is completely different yeah. I don't think people understand that you know and, and it's it, it's just a mesh of a culture that everybody thinks is just one and yeah. it's like yo we're yo all Mexicana. so different
3: yo creci en Mexico me explico cuando yo llegué aquí y me, di- me dieron un taco con una tortilla de harina para mi eso es un burro uh-huh. eso no es un taco, eso es un burro y yo sí como mexicana porque yo sí crecí que mi papá saliera del trabajo y nos dijera, okay, vamos aquí a la esquina a comernos un taco y es literal estar parado con los carros atrás y el polvo y todo y si sí, hay se te tu taquito y te lo tragas bien a gusto y eso es un buen buen taco y llego aquí digo yo okay, qué qué es esto qué es lo que me están dando
2: Yeah, it, there's there's two there's a lot there's a lot of different styles of cooking and and it's cool it's cool to see it's cool to see everybody's creativity you know what i mean sometimes they work and sometimes they don't and i'm guilty of that i I've, I've been trying to be creative a few times and i'm like holy shit yeah back off <laughs> like what are you doing stick back off what, yeah stick to what works <laughs> yeah and i
0: th- i think that's pretty cool that you stick to that authenticity cuz i think that's what you were what you two were discussing earlier like there's no competition cuz to be honest some days i'm craving Zt burger and some days i'm like damn dude a mcdonald's burger just sounds like it would hit the spot right mm-hmm. now and it goes back to like that whole today i want vegan tacos and tomorrow i might go to downtown phoenix and get some tacos so I, that's i like that i like the mindset the way that you think about the way you think about it
2: yeah i mean to me it's like uh i guess coming from like uh being how can I say it? like Like, uh, just a, a Hispanic lesbian woman. It, 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 no, I, no I, I gotta drop all three of them because it's true. It's like, I've been be- having to compete. Mm-hmm. So I'm like at a point in my life where I was like, I don't need to compete. This is my space. And if you want to be part of it, more than welcome. Come through, come order, come hang out, come say hi. I'm, I'm no longer accommodating myself to be conformed in a space where I need to compete with anybody. Mm -hmm. There's just no need for that, you know? It's like, I've been doing it for way too goddamn long. It's tiring. So it's like, yeah, there's so many taco spots. It's like, oh, there's this, there's, yeah, everyone. There's, look at, there's McDonald's, there's Burger King across the street from each other. They're good. There's a QT, there's a Circle K right across. They're good. You know what i mean we're good we're good yeah it, and that's
3: i don't know it's just Your the way can i have can
0: i request something from you no okay i want to hear the story of how you two met but only if you say it in english because i want our listeners to hear
3: no tenemos i don't i don't know i don't think so do you remember how we met
2: i do I do. You were a customer. Like you a, were,
3: every Tuesday, every Thursday. Yeah, Tuesday, Thursday,
2: customer. And then sh- she finally decided to offer a beer. And I was like, yeah, I'll take a drink. Sure, absolutely. And then we just started hanging out and talking. And uh, I remember you were just telling me that the church that you were involved in, the things that you were doing. Was it
0: a cobra?
3: The yeah. The beer? Yeah. Oh, no. yeah. yeah. Es que yo empezó, bueno, Not during yo- work hours. <laughs> Porque eres profesional. I was
2: professional. I'm still It was after our... No, yeah. You it drink if Yeah.
3: No, en ese entonces creo que era cuando yo trabajaba para una compañía y salía a medianoche. Mm-hmm. Sí, verdad? Mm-hmm. Y iba como a las 12, una de la mañana. Y era pobre. Todavía soy pobre, pero era más pobre. Entonces, literal, iba nomás por sus tacos y nada más a jugar a las maquinitas. Eso era todo. Y llegó un punto en el que ya no tanto iba a cobra Sino iba a comer con ella Ese era todo mi propósito Aunque durara 15, 20 Jess minutos Jess was
0: developing a crush for you Y she's fine lo sabes Si lo sabes desde un principio, ¿no? I mean, didn't I say earlier today She was all what describing tacos uh-huh. And I'm like
3: Hey, where,
1: where, where am I? I like we need to translate about? this love story. I know.
3: No y no solo eso, y empezarla a conocer y darme cuenta de, de, de dónde viene, de su origen, de su manera de pensar. O sea, ya me, me creció más la admiración que siento por ti. Y what te lo he you. dicho desde un principio. Y cuando conocí a Cristal le decía, vamos por unos tacos. Tengo un amigo. Aún antes de empezar esto, cuando los conocí les dije, vamos por unos tacos y me dijeron, ay, pero comer
0: parados. In the yeah. yeah. Okay, no, no, no. I'm Let gonna... me see.
2: Explain. I'm just <laughs> not, no, <laughs> I'm
1: not, I'm I, not. I remember that I conversation.
0: Hate, I hate Pre, being like prejudging. But, Go
1: ahead. No, So because she makes it sound like we were assholes and we didn't want to stand outside. We were discussing podcast stuff, so we wanted to sit down. Yeah, we didn't that know how long we were going to be sitting down, and I really wanted margaritas. So... <laughs> yeah that's why it's not because we didn't want to sit outside well that and chris really.
0: We, we, were all coming <laughs> <together>. <laughs> we were like hey let's v- ramp up the podcast again and then she's like i really want to bring on this guest and i was like well we're, we're kind of trying to take <laughs> notes and do shit like that and she and i was like i don't really like want to stand
3: yo no tengo dos o soy muy intensa o no hablo nada
0: i prefer the
1: latter <laughs>
3: <laughs> no and then like honestly like i don't
0: We're always taught like don't judge or like don't make assumptions or anything But I remember just just kept saying this. I have my friend who has a taco truck and in my head. I'm like Yeah, but it's probably not like You know like everything I don't know like in my head. I was just kind of like I don't know I don't know what I thought but I remember it was just kind of like all right cool I don't know. I didn't know what I thought and that fucking day. We went to downtown Venus last week. I was like Oh, shit. I was like, yo, this lady's a celebrity. I was like, she's fucking
2: famous. I've been down there for three years. So it's like, yeah, going on to three years. So it's been, I've been feeding several people down there. So it's just like, I'm like, I, everybody in the industry, you know what I mean? They stop by to eat. I'm open till 2 a.m. So it's like, people need a late place to stop and eat kitchens usually close about midnight 11 so it's just like i'm still open till 2 a.m yeah so you know and people they i know get, a lot
1: of people that only go to cobra for the tacos same as like, yeah. like charlie's mm-hmm. and the taco truck outside yeah, same thing it, i know a ton of people that go to those bars specifically oh, because yeah. of the oh, late yeah. night tacos oh yeah. well,
2: no that's that i mean like i said it's just trying to push authenticity and, and just being me honestly it's just being me and like she said like I'm sure that even if, you know, we've created a friendship now that even if I didn't sell tacos, you would probably still come and hang out. You know, I mean, look, we're hanging out. You invited Mm -hmm. me to a situation like this, you know. So it's just like, I want people to just, I guess, just not even accept me because I really don't give a fuck who accepts me, but acknowledge the presence of others when they got good to bring to you. That's just it. Yeah. yeah.
3: That's just (coughs) it. Y si eres una celebridad, porque ya te empiezan a invitar a lugares. I yeah, mean, yet the p- it, it,
0: Yes, it's it's not Yeah, how has it been for you? Like, like, I'm telling you guys, I cannot. I wish I could like show you guys how how packed it was out there. But like, how is that for you? Like, I mean, you got Jess's over here. She can't be the only stalker. Nah. <laughs> uh, she per-
1: she prefers the term groupie. Uh,
2: groupie.
0: She can't be the you only know, groupie that you've I had. I did
2: uh, I did uh research before I, uh, like, I started uh, into the care. taco food. business. <laughs> I jumped onto Tinder. Nah. No, no, nah, this is what I told the like, guys. I was like, because they're like, man, you get all the bitches. And I'm like, no, like, the thing is, I don't want bitches. I want a woman. Like, I don't want, I want bitches. The I want a real legitimate <laughs> ass woman is what I'm looking for. I was like, so let there be bitches. But I was like, but y'all don't want to know the fucking technique. They're like, what? I was like, I jumped into Tinder one day. And I was like, and I started reading all the bios. I was like, every bitch says, I love tacos. Tacos are life. Tacos this and tacos that. I was like, so I said, fuck that. I'm getting into the taco business. I was like, and now the bitches come and spend money on me? Like, now, I, hey, can we get two tacos? Yeah, does your girlfriend eat two tacos too? Yeah, that's $10. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it is, it's just. Pero tienes que hacer tu Nah, something. but no. It, oh, yeah, yeah, no.
1: Hit us with the, with the yeah, late yeah, night there.
0: Ready? You know, this is a commercial for uh, Baja. Roots. Baja Roots A's
2: hey this is baja roots the midnight taco mamacita <laughs>
1: <laughs> bitches love tacos
2: <laughs> is, is that what you guys wanted yes Let's, okay can we get that sponsored in our pre-recorded and clip so i can yes. use it as a commercial yes. all right oh, now You're
1: we right. have to that's our first official sponsor that's for the our podcast. first <laughs> <official> <laughs> we, that's how we start breaking up the episodes now this
0: episode is brought to you by baja roots Easy.
1: by the late night taco mamacita
2: openly, openly. 8 p.m. to 2 a.m. Come see us. Two for five, baby.
0: What's the address?
2: But you make sure you put con todo on your taco before you come see us. We're on 2nd Street in McKinley.
0: (laughs) Downtown Phoenix, Arizona.
2: All day, every day, Thursday to Friday. Right, hold on. Now I'll catch us Saturday and Sunday too, (laughs) girl.
1: Wait, wait, wait. Jess hasn't done the voice yet
3: yo no tengo me explico. Ah. me explico me explico me explico y piden tacos con todo no lo pidan con crema queso lechuga That's no lleva weird. arroz tampoco Have you, you've, you've uh,
1: barbecue you? on tacos i've seen i've only seen that um, like traveling to southern states but it's not like tacos per se you're at a um, like a barbecue joint And they have tacos on them, So it's like brisket tacos with Alabama white sauce. Right. It's not like a taco
2: da sala with barbecue. It's like, yeah, right. It's more, yeah, I hear what you're saying. It's an actual dish. Or they have like that coleslaw
1: under. Yeah. yeah, Not not the same. But that's, you know, it's like she said. If that's what they grew up on and that's what their expectation of a taco is and they're going to ASU. Like, where's my where's my shredded iceberg, my mixed cheese? Yeah, and Like Star you cream. said,
0: there's a spot down the street that sells
1: that. Yeah. There is. And, and, you know, uh, and I told absolutely. I was
2: like, there's Taco Bell down on 3rd and McDowell. I think they're close till midnight. But, like, you know, I...
1: That's not what I do, that's baby. That's not what
2: I do. And I, I know people think I'm rude. A lot of people think I'm rude. But it's like, I'm not even trying to be rude. I'm trying to be stern. You know what I mean? And, and coming from the experience, like, if a child can understand... Why the fuck can an adult not understand?
0: Yeah. Just,
3: I
2: wouldn't say it's quién It doesn't matter. Rude. You can be intoxicated or not intoxicated. Oh. That 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 does it to me. Yeah, it makes it difficult. But at that point, it starts uh, pointing out the uh, all these negative people that are in the crowd that are still within our community. The racist ones, you know, people discriminating, just people being so vulgar and. Uh, aggressive or just the troublemakers you can definitely pinpoint those out just by the approach or the way they come and talk to you you know so it's like yeah i i've definitely i mean even this guy in the back i didn't even introduce him um joe th- this is joe this is jose now this is my right hand man he definitely helps me out with all the masculine things that i don't have testosterone for that's him right there <laughs> but uh, but yeah it's it's a constant like people just you know they're they're trying to have fun and like I tell people go have fun go have fun tear the fucking city apart just don't be disrespectful to the people that are out here trying to provide entertainment for you and it, it doesn't just come down to me it's the bartenders the people at the, you know security guards uh, even down to like my home girl Señora la senora de las rosas like you know the lady that runs around the the, bar to sell the selling flowers. roses. That's our homegirl. That's, our, like, our customer right there. And she comes through. And even her, like, I'll be telling her, like, yo, if anything goes down, like, let us know. Like, I know I probably can't do much, but there's at least some guy in the back of the truck that if he needs to step in, they're going to step in and provide that, you know, because it's, it can get ruthless out there. It can.
0: Yeah. It can. Yeah. A lot I, of drunk kicked, assholes. I kicked out a Cobra, and I never went back.
2: <laughs> Tell so us a story. Why?
0: no i didn't do anything but i did get kicked out and i and i you were you there that night
1: nah
2: oh so it was
1: <laughs> we've all been kicked out of places though
2: i've been kicked out yeah. of cobra and I, yeah you really i've been kicked out <laughs> of and cobra. i came back the next day
0: apologized, and then i had my taco truck <laughs> wait are you i'll go first and then but you then you go um no i was there i think it was miguel's birthday like 26 or something like that it was probably like a group of 10 of us so that's what made me feel the most bad was that it wasn't because i got kicked out it was because we the all whole group the party to, yeah i was standing in line waiting to go in and i had one of those tiny little wine bottles like the tiny little ones and i was like oh okay well i see the guy checking purses so i'm just gonna drink this now so i'm just drinking it just chilling in line i close it and i'm like oh i don't have anywhere to dispose of this oh across this gate on the other side is the patio for cobra there's a trash can right there (laughs) so i literally just reached my arm over and threw it right there and i continued waiting in line and the security guard comes and just starts flashing his light at me and i'm like oh hi and he's like you got you can't you're you're by." And I was like, why? And he's like, you you got to leave. And I was like, what? No, seriously, like, why? I'm confused. And he's like, because you just drank alcohol and threw it in our trash can. And apparently that ruined his whole fucking night and we all had to leave. Damn. And I was no, that's so life, sad. Though. I mean, it makes sense. But in the moment, I was like, why? Like, I was being respectful. Like, I don't know what I did but we had we all ended up going to old town and i felt really bad and you guys like,
1: left from cobra to old town
0: yeah because n-
1: nowhere
2: else downtown
0: no, it's apparently, apparently cobra was the spot that they all wanted to I go mean, I, to yeah i
2: guess that i mean back a while back before the pandemic there really wasn't well, that, yeah that like, was like i feel like recently everything four, just started years years opening ago. like everything just recently started growing down there yeah, yeah. but but your story about getting kicked out I mean they were just doing pues the no, job. Horas de trabajo? no I was it was it was before <laughs> I even I, before I even started serving there, before I started or yeah. Eve, you were still, no lie. I was barely starting to serve, barely starting to sell food there. So it was just like at the beginning of my journey there at Cobra and we're just minding our own business. But there was this guy that was really drunk and was bleeding from his hand and I remember one of my buddies was like, Hey he's like, That guy is uh, bleeding He's like look he's bleeding and he's dripping blood everywhere, that shit's gross. So I remember we all turned around and we like, yeah, that shit's gross. Like, what the fuck? And I guess he thought we were talking shit about oh. him. So we moved and we went to go sit somewhere else. And a few minutes later, I noticed him behind me. And one of the guys was like, hey, that guy's behind you again. Be careful that he doesn't drip blood on you. And I was like, all right. So I turned around just to see how far away he was from me. And within that, he continued to think that I guess we were talking about him, like a negative manners when we were just, you know, being a servant. I mean, um. Just observing him and watching, being cautious about his shit. He just decided to push me off the chair. And I'm like, what the hell? He thought I was a guy, you know what I mean? So he pushed me off the chair being aggressive. And uh, one of his buddies stopped him. And I finally sat back down. And he does that shit again. So at this point, my buddy was across from me. He just, like, leaped. And Started fighting him, so within those seconds, it's like we're getting dragged out of the bar, and like we're all like, I'm like, yo, it's me, like <laughs> you're pulling me out of the bar, like, <laughs> you know? yeah. but no, nah, it was either they either just doing their job, you know what I mean? You just got to get everybody that's being Inbalmed. aggressive or belligerent oh, yes. out of the area and yeah. then mediate it afterwards, but
3: yeah, that, that's crazy, but yeah, um.
2: I started doing, I don't know if you guys know who Alex is, DJ Gentification, the DJ at Bikini Lounge. I don't know if you guys heard him. He's a, he's a big local DJ. He's been doing music for a while, for a while. But he's very underground, um, so he plays a lot of international uh, records. Um, he actually was the one that really helped me out a lot, like about three years when I first started this whole thing. Um, he needed a a food vendor at one of his events that he was having um, so I went and I participated and I was part of it and then he got me into another one and just word of mouth because um, he networks with a lot of local artists so just I got lucky to just kind of fall into a pool of people in the entertainment business or just people in the downtown scene um, doing movements you know and just kind of hey we need food you're willing to set up and I was and I was just popping up so it was just uh I had just one grill one small 36 inch four pilot grill that I did all my stuff on for a few years and it was just so uh easy to modify my setup because I'm carrying everything you know so it was just like it was cool I had a few events we did a few underground events I don't know if you guys ever heard of the um the full moon festival it's the full moon festival I feel like I've heard of that it's so much bigger now but a uh A few years, there used to be just in a backyard, and it was honestly, it it was a nice, pretty dope event. I mean, such a good event that it eventually got involved and got sponsored and grants that it became a bigger event, and now they do it at the press room. They do the full moon events at the press room there. Um, But I started doing that. I started doing that pop-up there, and that was another opportunity of just kind of venturing out to different groups. So it was just, like, doing, honestly, late night hours. I remember doing an event. They asked me, and I was like, this is bullshit. They're like, you're going to set up on the train tracks. I was like, what the fuck, on the train tracks? What the fuck am I going to go do at the train tracks? But I was like, "Yeah, you like, okay. but I showed up. Yeah, I showed up. <laughs> I mean, I got hired. I'm getting paid. Let's do the damn thing. We're going to the train tracks, guys. So, yeah, we pulled up. And sure enough, it was a warehouse, like, in the um, industrial square center over here, like, on Van Buren and 20-something, mm, yeah, okay. like, really really fucking hidden like you got to go off road to go into the back and then i was like okay well i'm going to follow these train tracks and then before i realized there's really a fucking train on these train tracks (laughs) so i was like i really hope i'm not on the fucking train tracks that the
1: train the the train
2: is moving on you know so i finally get there now luckily there was just like an extra side of track right there and we set up and it was pretty cool But what I thought was weird, I was like, why are you guys asking for food when everybody's rolling here? Like, everybody was on Molly and on acid. I was like, nobody (laughs) has a fucking appetite.
1: Like, The only time I've ever partied in in that area was for a buddy's birthday party when I was like 22. And, yeah, it was party favors everywhere. And I think there was like a um, um, Navajo fry bread stand right outside. Oh,
2: yeah, the homie Mario. That's the homie Mario. Oh, I, I, mean, yeah, I, don't yeah, mean, yeah. I couldn't tell you who it was. Oh no, the, no the, That's who it the the is. That's fucking Mario. Come on, man. You don't know yeah, Mario. No, <laughs> yeah, everyone's
1: rolling. No one's hungry. I was no. hungry. I wasn't rolling.
2: Yeah, no. So, I mean, I, I got my fry few fry customers. <laughs> you know, I got my few stoners, my little late night, m- just people hanging out yeah. with the crowd that they obviously don't belong in. But it was cool. I was like, all right, I'm heading out. And they wanted me to be there till 6 a.m. I was like, you guys are tripping. It's 3 a.m. And no one's eating. I'm the fuck out of here. Like, I'm out. But, yeah, just little events like that, just little things, you know, just getting to know. And then um, another friend of mine, I remember, reached out to me, and they're like, hey, they're looking for somebody to do Taco Tuesdays at Cobra. Would you be interested? And he sent me up with the owner, um, with the owner, Adi, and I sat there, and we, you know, had a discussion, and he gave me the opportunity of going out there. I started off one day out of the week. Was, um,
0: was that still with the girl?
2: Yeah, I was still just doing the grill in oh, yeah. the patio. Yeah, we were in the patio So you're, a you're like an A-list celebrity
0: at Cobra, not
3: just oh, a celebrity. Oh, déjate platico. Here, ne- <laughs> Una vez voy y le digo, me anda del baño. Y lo mire, Y se baja. Y luego se para enfrente y me dejan pasar, y había una línea totototota dándole la vuelta todo el estacionamiento y yo nomás entré a hacer pipí porque iba con ella
2: pues es que les doy de comer, vienen, <laughs> vienen con hambre los güeyes, les doy de comer y you know, I like feed you, you feed me, it's just, it's just the way it goes like, yeah. I take care of you, take care of me when I need it y eso no, me no, beneficia a mi cuando anymore. tenía que hacer pipí hell no, now it's like, hey, they're out of here i, I just <laughs> kidding, I wish, I wish I had that no, not even.
0: But you sat down with the owner, and then... Yeah,
2: and he gave me the opportunity, and, I've, and I, have and I mean, now I'm going on to, like I said, three years.
0: How far into it was it when you got your food truck?
2: I just bought my food truck uh, oh, pre-pandemic, literally... like literally three oh, weeks pre-pandemic. Oh, wow. um, I sat on my food truck for a while, just because I wasn't, like I said, this wasn't a career of choice, like for a while I, I let it run I was like let's see what the fuck it takes me to me what it does like I don't know like this is just on autopilot and I'm just gonna let it take me left or right I don't know you know and I finally got to it I was like well what the fuck do I do now like <laughs> like all this shit is happening like what do I do her. now like now I really got to get on to like the really the, the my mindset has to now really develop to the next level because at first I went in just with the hustle mode, but you could only go so far with the hustle mode now you got to jump into a business mindset now you got to jump into trying to be ahead of the game and w- taking further steps that I, I, I didn't know like i'm becoming a fucking tax expert i didn't even fucking know i was gonna become a tax expert like i can throw that on my resume now you know you yeah. know uh just all these different things that i'm just like okay shit yeah i i you got to definitely jump in and, and take full responsibility of it um and, like, when I was there at Cobra, he gave me that shot. I was there for one day, I mean, for one day out of the week, and it just started growing, the request. People were looking for the food. People were coming. People, you know, are just out there, like, where's the food at? Where's the food yeah. at? So it just kept giving me that opportunity, and um, and there was a weekend food truck that no longer could be there, so that that shot of taking that step forward and, they gave me that shot. I was like, we need you a little for uh, extra days. And I was scared. I'll be honest with you. I was really fucking frightened just because I was by myself. And, you know, I had people helping me part time, cousins, friends, just for the register because I didn't expect it to uh, grow as quickly as it did. Yeah. And I got to give it out. You know, Cobra maintains a great population, a great mm-hmm. platform for that. And it's given me that opportunity, you know to be able to jump onto the same platform they have and grow my business. Um, But I took the leap and I took the opportunity and I started hiring and we expanded. You know, we expanded a little bit further and I could no longer be inside just because of the expansion and we had to move out into into the parking lot. So we started taking up the parking lot, I wanna say for at least a year, a year. And that's when I was like, all right, well I'm here now, we're doing so much movement, we're pushing so much meat. There's at least six of us on the team full-time right now. Like, uh, like, what do I got to do? You know, um, I have to make a move. I have to make a move. And I had made the decision of jumping into a brick-and-mortar at first because I had partnered up with someone, and I was like, all right, well, let's jump into this brick-and-mortar. we got a location. But, man, there's so many discrepancies and obstacles that come from something, and especially when you're uneducated in, in the field and – you know, coming from the background, it's like we don't get educated for moves like this ever. We don't get told like if you get to a place like this, you got to make these choices. Like you know, all the
0: legalities that go into yeah, it. and just even it like eight months. yeah, and yeah. even yeah. just the yeah, yeah, and just
2: even the 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 um,
3: it's
2: the just motivation scary. from from even uh, yeah. my family, just in general. You know, yeah. Even when I I changed my career, my parents were really upset when I changed my career. Like they were. I guess, afraid that it wasn't going to, you know, grow and take the next step. So it was definitely very, very, very difficult at that moment as well when I was taking the opportunity to figure out this restaurant situation because my parents were just like, "I, why are you going to do this? And I remember talking to my dad. It's like, you know what, man? Like, how long have you been working for your business for? Like, none. All right, how long have you been working for the company you've been working for? 20-some years, you know? And I'm just like, that has to change, man. I was like, that has to change. Like, you've burned yourself out so bad for somebody else. Mm -hmm. For somebody else. Like, what do you have to show? Yeah, you have a house. Beautiful. You've been able to provide for us. Thank you. You know what I mean? Truly, truly fucking appreciated. But all those other things could have also been provided if he would have just, because his dream was to open a restaurant for a long time, too. But the fear of, like you said, all the legalities and us not being educated and being scared of all the obstacles that are going to be thrown at us, I'm just like, they're always going to be thrown. They're always going to be fucking thrown. But if they're not thrown, then how the fuck are we going to learn them? Because we're not going to go find them. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was like. You, I, I don't know. I'm just going to do it. And yeah, I did it, and it failed. It fucking failed. Like, we we got into a lease. We started doing everything. Fucking remodeling it. You know, putting in things and all this, and it just a lot of obstacles we started coming across to a point where the finances started becoming Fair. larger and larger. The the money that we needed to invest, you know, and the my partner that I had at the time, my business partner, she couldn't do it. She was she went through a divorce and she had a child that was going through medical issues, so she just kind of just backed off completely and was like, "I'm out of this. I'm completely out of it," and it fucked me up it fucked me up because I'm like yo like I have a vision we both had a vision we both sat here and we both took this commitment we both jumped into it we're now both losing all this money out of it and it came to a point where the whole fucking I had was like all right we're gonna start opening we're probably gonna open in October and I started having flooring issues to a point where we had to do the plumbing and then some more electrical issues and I couldn't get the city to pass some codes and I'm like you know what I'm at the verge of breaking, like, I'm losing all my money, like, I'm not making any money, like, I'm down to fucking, who knows how long I'll be able to survive in the money that I have, because there's no money coming in, yeah, I'm, I'm still working at Cobra, but that money's just maintaining the business, yeah. you know what I mean, and then the money, the, any profit, that's what was going into the expenses of the restaurant, so there's, like, no other money for me to realistically even latch on to, you know, so it's just like, I, I gotta let it go, I decided to just back away, lose what I lost, we lost about Shit, about thirteen thousand that I lost. Um, just trying to get that going in about s- the duration of like six months. So that yeah. shit hurt. Like I, I yeah. that's a lot of money. You know what yeah. I mean. So it was just like I have to take a, another route. Like I got to figure it out. So that's when I decided to buy the food truck. And I was like, I'm gonna buy the truck. There was many opportunities for other trucks, but they were charging me like close to sixty thousand, fifty thousand, and I'm like, you know what? It's going to take me at least a year, year and a half, if not two years, to be able to make that money back to pay for that truck and then be able to see any profit in my business. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not willing to do that. I'm not willing to do that. And especially because I was so fearful of compromising my vision with the, with the food. Um, I felt like moving into a food truck for a long time, why I hesitated was because I was like, it's no longer going to be considered a street taco. It's a food truck. It's a food truck. It's a taco truck. I'm no longer doing street food. Like, it, yes, it's in the street. But to me, it's like a, mm. a, a vision of having just una taqueria open in the streets. You know what I mean? So, and then, like you said earlier, like, the thought of a taco truck, you double guess it. You judge it. You prejudge it. Because that's what we've been exposed to once again. I mean, I remember growing up, a taco truck, ew, Ralph's. That's the first fu- food trucks that would have jumped into my head was Ralph's as a kid. You know what I mean? And I was like, that shit's Gross. The roach coaches, those shit's gross, you know what I mean? So that was a, a a thing that would always like, do I wanna do that? Compromise with my vision? Like now people think I have something to hide because I'm behind closed doors and cooking. Opposed to when I was open, people would stand there and get entertained and just watch us. And now be m- a little more patient because you're watching the process of your food happening. Opposed to me being in the truck, you don't see the process of your food happening. Now you're scared, what if we're, you know, touching something and then touching something else? You're grabbing your food and now you're concerned. And when we were open, it's like, you're watching, oh look, she's grabbing that and grabbing that and doing this, doing this, there's the process, cool. So I feel like we're being more prejudged now in a food truck than when we were when we used to be a pop-up. You know, and I mean, I don't mind it, we're good. Like, uh, uh, you can come into the truck whenever you want and chill out if you want to chill out, you know what I mean? But. It's, it, it's, I guess, it was definitely a, a, a rough transition jumping into it. Um, and then when I did the, the the purchase, I wasn't able to use my truck for a while because everything shut down. Everything shut down. So it was like, now I just dropped all the last money that I had in my savings account to buy this truck, and there's no way of me making any money. And I'm self-employed. You know what I mean? I don't have anybody at home, no roommates, no nothing. So I'm like, this is... This is it, this is it. There was a few times we, me and Joe talked about, I'm um, like, I think I'm gonna have to shut down, man. Like, I think I'm just gonna have to make the choice of selling this truck and just getting my money back and figuring out another way. But nah, I, I, I made the, the choice at that moment immediately. I was like, yeah, I just gotta start doing deliveries. I gotta start delivering. This is the only way that I'm gonna be able to stay afloat. It's delivering. And it became hard because I wasn't making money to pay anybody. So I had to do it on my own, like the prepping, the cooking, the packaging, the delivering within a certain time frame. The food has to still be hot by the time that I'm yeah. delivering it. And I have to make sure that everything's packed so that I can make sure that every route gets hit within the time that I promised my customers and make sure that my first route makes it right on time before the last one gets cold. How so big were the like, orders on the to-go? Yeah, um, it came to a point where before I even opened the to goes that way, I was delivering the to go, so it was a, a minimum, it was a, a menu, it was a, a set menu, like I'm doing like ramen's to goes. so I'm gonna set up, I'm gonna drop off your ramen's to-go, it's gonna be a ramen kit, you got your noodles on the side, you got your broth, you got your meats, you got all your garnishes. you put it together at home. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the ones that I ended up doing. I started doing burritos, just like burritos de ch- uh, chile relleno, um, burritos de mole. Burritos de carne con Chile, just real quick, boom, boom, boom. You know what I mean? And I would be like, you, you got to order at least a minimum of anywhere between three to four, if you can, you know. And I would be telling people, if you can push me at least six tacos, I give or a burrito, I'll give you your burrito for free. You know, so just kind of trying to figure out how to move my my product you're not and move my business. Trying
1: to move business. for for two tacos, right? Two I'm not. Like I
2: mean, it, it wouldn't be worth it. It wouldn't be worth it. Um. So I mean, luckily, it how helped. How was
0: like marketing for that. Like, how do you? How would you? Or were you just, like, established I do social media.
2: Social media was uh, really what helped me a lot. Um, Instagram. Instagram, I was able to just jump in. I partnered up with Square. um, So Square definitely has helped me set up my online stores, so, you know, my online menus. So I have an actual website. It'll just be, like, you know, uh, com. If you just jump on, you'll have the whole entire menu drop list right there for you. So just having that definitely helped my orders come in in a consistent manner without me having to schedule anybody, you know what I mean? I had the whole schedule set up, so it was just like, hey, your order's coming in at 8.15, the next person's slot comes in at 8.30, the next person at 9.10, you know, just different slots. So it definitely, uh, it, it benefited me a whole lot with that system there. Um, and putting it on social media, on Instagram, promoting it using the promotional tools that they provide for you it was again those are little investments i mean you got to invest 20 25 30 dollars and they promote you for like three days four days um the return it can be good i noticed that i during the pandemic when i started doing that we were getting a good return of people coming across Mm -hmm. our advertisement and being like oh we saw this we saw that Um, i recently started getting more involved with yelp so i'm on yelp as well um that's I feel like where we get a lot of our late night traffic, people looking for something late at night and we pop up and we're still open. So it's like we do get that late night traffic of people coming in the location. It's also a prime location where I'm at and I'm beyond blessed and I have so much gratitude for the location that I'm at Um just cause like I said, I've been there for three years. So just creating a network and people knowing who I am and identifying what I do, it just brings them back. It continues to bring them back. And during the pandemic, I feel like that's what maintained me and was able to was able to continue to survive and, and, and keep the business alive was just my followers, my, you know, the long relationship of the, of the people that I've had have been coming to me for a while creating those... I mean, you've pulled up to us a few times at the warehouse on 13th Street in Van Buren mm-hmm. to pick Guess up food. This is everywhere. Um, <laughs> 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 it's all right, Jess. We'll go on a date after this. Thank I know.
0: You. God, I just you. ask her already.
2: But she still didn't ask. <laughs> <Right>? I asked. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> um, yeah, it definitely... Just, yeah, my, my, my followers, honestly... It definitely helped a lot. I mean, I I know our social media is not at the a biggest number of following, but, like, I, I appreciate people's word of mouth. And that's realistically, to me, like, yeah, social network is a plus, a fucking plus, don't get me wrong, but word of mouth doesn't compare, um, especially when you create a space, a comfortable space for people to be like, yo, nah, like, you need to go try these fucking tacos. Like, you yeah. really need to go try these